Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, you might know if you've been following what happens with the Prime Minister Scott Morrison and either the adulation or the criticisms that he receives when he expresses his Christianity in public. He's made a couple of public speeches of recent times, one of those to the leaders of the Australian Christian churches and more recently to the leaders in the Jewish community in Australia. And he's made some pretty special claims about what Australia is and ought to be like. Well, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been looking through some of the detail of those speeches and wondering whether, as a Christian Prime Minister, the words of a Christian Prime Minister will match the actions of a Christian Prime Minister. Bill's back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Always great to be back. Bill, how does the Prime Minister stack up here uh, when he's speaking words And uh, politicians say all sorts of things in different contexts, but when he's speaking to the Christians, when he's speaking to the Jewish community, and these sorts of ethics ground the way Christians think, uh, are they matching with actions? Well, yes, that's the kind of question I've asked in some recent articles. As you say, he's given some pretty good speeches lately, the Jewish community, a Christian uh, fellowship as well, uh, saying a lot of good stuff, which all conservatives and Christians should applaud. Uh, of course, the the question always is, with any politician, does the rhetoric match the reality? And so I say, um, you know, in my piece, I'm certainly happy Morrison got in back in, what, May of 2019. Compared to the alternative, I'm glad he's a Christian. I'm glad this is a more or less conservative government, but uh, certainly many who are Christians and conservatives for the last few years have had, oh, well, kind of good and bad things to say about uh, ScoMo. You know, he's been good in some areas, perhaps a bit weak in other areas, should have been stronger in some things. We could go through, you know, lists of uh, areas where we might have concerns, but it's always a problem for any politician, of course. Um, we're not a theocracy. We're not a one-man, one-party dictatorship. So even Scott Morrison is obviously constrained by his own cabinet, his own party, the electorate, trying to get a feel of what people want. How much do you do what is right and what you personally think is right? How much do you do what might get you more votes and make you popular? There's always these kind of games that any politician will tend to play. So, you know, I was glad for some of his recent speeches, very good, solid stuff indeed, taking on the cancel culture, taking on identity, politics, political correctness, which is all such a big, well, curse on modern Western society. So I'm very glad to hear him say this, but uh, again, we haven't always had, whether from him 
and the federal libs or the libs on the state level, we haven't always had uh, consistently good policies and uh, legislation and votes on things uh, to line up with such rhetoric. We talk often about the parties and there is a sense in which we will sometimes reflect on the Christian conservatism or the classical conservatism that we might like to see more in the conservative side of politics. You've held some concerns, Bill, that the conservative side of politics has moved somewhat uh, to the left over recent times and is not as conservative as we might think as Christians. Yeah, well, that I think is happening all over the West, especially in the two-party system. Uh, the whole thing is kind of lurching to the left, you could say. Uh, leftist parties are getting more leftist. Certainly see that absolutely with the Democrats in America and labor here in Australia. But sadly, the so-called conservative parties are getting a bit less conservative. So the whole center of gravity is kind of shifting to the left. Uh, so if you're a lefty, that's good news. But if you're more concerned about kind of conservative principles and values, faith, family, and freedom, and all the rest, uh, it's a worry. So, yeah, it's not just the Liberal Party here, uh, both at federal and state levels, but all around the Western world, we're seeing this happen. And in my recent article, I started looking at a number of... Uh, well, a number of uh, very strong conservative and Christian politicians that I had come to know over the years and how things have changed. In fact, I first came uh, permanently to Australia about 32 uh, years ago, and early on I really got involved political lobbying and all the rest, got to know, well, most of the main players, some of them uh, got to know well, and even some of them I'm still friends with. So you think of all the conservative Christians that certainly the federal liberal party had back then. You had the Peter Costellos, John Anderson, obviously John Howard, Tony Abbott, and a, a number of others. Chris Miles, John Bradford, Alan Cadman, there's just so many. And again, I've known many of these good evangelical, born-again, conscientious Christians and conservatives but as I say in my recent piece, all 10 or 12 of them that I mentioned, uh, they're all gone for various reasons, either retired or maybe lost their seats. And yeah, so I go on to look at some more recent examples of this, and I'm wondering, as maybe many other Christians and conservatives are wondering, well, what's the future? Where to for the Liberal Party? Uh, what do we do if we're looking at uh, a changing political scene? Bill, lots of people in the Christian community were very happy when the Prime Minister won the last election. It looked like it was unwinnable. And there's another one that's not too far off too. We're very conscious, though, that a Christian Prime Minister is just one minister among many. He might be called the Prime Minister, but uh, he is only still one voice there. It's the remainder of the party that also is very important when it comes to how conservative or how the values might align with some levels of Christian values. What are your thoughts on the one voice, perhaps the lone voice at the top? Yeah, well, that is the problem, isn't it? That's, even if you're a good, conscientious Christian conservative, uh, one voice alone is not going to do it, even if you're on the top of the pack. 
as I say, I knew a good dozen of really great Christians who all used to be uh, part of the federal liberal party uh, 20, 30 years ago. They're all gone. And now the worry is even the ones remaining are very quickly leaving for all kinds of reasons. Obviously, Corey Bernardi a few years back left. And more recently, we had Craig Kelly, a fantastic MP, uh, who quit the party to become an independent. Kevin Andrews, a long-standing Christian conservative in the Libs, he lost his pre-selection fight for the next election. George Christensen, another great Christian politician, he has said he will not be standing at the next election. Amanda Stoker, another Queenslander, another great Christian, uh, she lost the, there's a a chance to get a top spot on the Senate ticket. She ended up in third place for that one. So, you know, almost all of the great remaining Christians and conservatives, they're all either being forced out or weeded out or for one reason or another. Sure, there's a handful left. I still know people like Erica Betts. We got Matt Canavan. I uh, suppose you could throw Barnaby Joyce into the mix. Uh, Hasty. You know, there's a few good, solid conservatives and Christians but as they become fewer and fewer, even if Morrison had the best of intentions and wanted to do a lot of great stuff along his uh, concerns as a conservative, well, that's going to be harder and harder to do as you get more and more leftist type politicians, even in the Liberal Party and the National Party. And we are seeing that happen. You know, many of them pro-homosexuality, pro-this, pro-that not your usual set of uh, liberal party or conservative uh, uh, priorities. Uh, Yeah, it's a worry. Where do we go from here? Do we start looking at, you know, again, smaller parties or running as independents? So a lot of thoughts that Christians need to have, need to pray and think about as to the future of uh, politics in Australia. Interesting when you listen to socialists, uh, which would represent the left side of our political systems in Australia, the idea of inevitability, where they think their side of politics is going to win. And when you look at politics at the moment, you say even the conservative side is moving left. Uh, There is some concerns there and means that there's a major battle on the fight back for conservatives, doesn't it? Well, that's right. And again, it's not just, as I say, the federal level. Simply look at the states. While we did have the Libs in Tasmania just squeak back into office, not by much, mind you. Look at the recent, well, disasters in uh, Queensland, in Victoria, in WA, you know, everywhere. It seems that the liberal opposition is, well, all very weak and very uh, incapable of making even a slightest dent in the strongly held uh, labor uh, states at the moment as they're becoming. And you wonder, you know, is Dan Andrews ever going to be turfed from office? Is you know, uh, on and on it goes. You think, gee, we're just getting decimated with these elections. So whether that's a part of a changing demographics and the population are becoming far more lefty or whether state opposition parties are just not coming up with good candidates and solid principled conviction politicians, uh, whatever it is, it's it's getting to be a worry. So, yeah, the Marxists and the socialists would be clapping their hands saying, yep, this is all inevitable. Everything's going our way. 
So this is where the Christian, if nothing else, starts praying like mad and saying, well, God with you, nothing is inevitable. Things can turn around, but from a kind of human point of view, things are looking to be all a bit of a worry right now. Interesting. We look at the leaders, the politicians, whether they're on the front bench or on the back bench, and we can look at the grassroots, people listening to our conversation now. But there are those who will step out of their comfort zone, perhaps, and get involved in a political process, uh, joining a party, being part of pre-selection processes that will elevate people to positions of influence and power within parties and potentially in government. What are your thoughts for listeners to our conversation now, given that we've got another election coming sometime soon, the end of this year or early next year? What are your thoughts for what listeners might be considering? Yeah, well, as you say, this is the standard response from the old liberal uh, stalwarts. You know, they all say, oh, well, it's, it's obvious what we got to do. we got to, you know, become a member of the Liberal Party, run for office, uh, stand for pre-selection, get involved. That's the only way we can turn things around. We need more people in the Liberal Party. Well, that might be, uh, but as I said in my recent piece, a lot of Christians and conservatives are beginning to doubt that strategy. I mean, we've certainly talked plenty of just some of the horrible things that have happened here in Victoria, the recent uh, so-called conversion therapy bill that Labor put up and passed so easily. Uh, guess what? Except for a real small handful of committed Liberal Party faithful, few MPs we know are going to do the right thing. Pretty much everybody else went right along with Labor, including the Liberal leader, voted with this uh, horrible bill. And then, you know, average Joe on the street asked, asked, what's the point of me getting involved in the Liberal Party if they're going to keep dashing my hopes, keep settling us out, keep pushing the wrong agendas? Uh, so it is, uh, you know, it really is a real worry. I mean, each Christian has to pray and consider. I'm certainly not counseling pulling out of politics or even the libs. God may lead you to get in to a local branch or become a member or to run for office. Do whatever God calls you to do, but that may not be the only solution. It might be other solutions, again, smaller parties uh, running as an independent, who knows? There's no limit to what God's people can do who are concerned about the state of politics in Australia. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going to take some thought, it's going to take some prayer, and at the moment the trends seem to be moving against us. Challenging times ahead. Some will be looking to what have been smaller parties like the Christian Democratic Party. Uh, which has got this transition of leadership from the Reverend the Honourable Fred Nile to Lyle Shelton, who takes over at the end of the year. Uh, I know there are lots of aspirations there for extending influence around the nation. It's good getting your insights, Bill Muhlenberg. Let me point people to your latest blogs, and you can find those at billmuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, thanks for the update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.